This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Sam Traddles, who's the founder and owner of a business called The Other Side of the Table, and Sam is a professional negotiator. G'day, Sam. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Alan. Thanks so much for having me. What does it mean to be a professional negotiator? That's really fantastic. What a great thing to do. Oh, thank you. Um, it means I get to do what I love. Um, I've been privileged in my career to do a lot of things in the marketing realm, and it, uh, I learned on the job how to be a negotiator, so now I get to share that with other people. Um, I work with brands and individuals on helping them to um, have a system and process to understand that it doesn't have to be a scary thing. So do you teach people how to negotiate or do you do it for them? Do, you, do they hire you to go in to and be on the other side of the table yourself? Uh, I do both, in fact. I, um, I share my knowledge through training, but I also help brands and individuals by, um, th- through strategy. So if there's a big deal on the table, then someone like me can come in and help um, the preparation phase and then through into the negotiation. And, and through that process, we do it collaboratively so um, people can learn on the job. So help upskill the team whilst going through the negotiation at the same time. It's best, I find, to deal with live deals uh, so, that, so that it embeds the, the learning. Right. So part of the part of your background that led to this was being a police negotiator, which um, you know obviously I've only seen on TV, and they seemed it seems to be quite stressful to do that. Um, yeah, it can <laughs> be at times. I've actually done a part of the training, so I've not acted as a police negotiator for my personal growth. I wanted to learn what's the difference, so I've done commercial deals, um, and then you know just to to expand my knowledge to see how that how you more the personal side of things, the the psychology of it right. is really helpful. I love one of the things you say, which is. Uh, a lot of people don't realise the only thing standing in between them and what they want is the willingness to ask for it in the right way. So perhaps you'd explain to us, Sam, what is the right way to ask for something? Yeah, it's interesting. We sort of, we don't learn this skill at school and we very rarely get to practice it. So um, we, we find when we start talking about negotiation, automatically a lot of us will put a guard up. So the first thing I say to people is just actually call it something else. A negotiation is either a conversation or a series of conversations to talk about what you want and ideally to get part of what you want or get what you want. So I say, say to people who currently hate negotiating, um, try with little things. So it can be just trying to find your voice. So a lot of people would never ever dream of having a complicated coffee order. So, you know, oh, can I get a bit of extra coffee, uh, chocolate on my coffee? Or if it's a salad, can I have the salad dressing on the side? So these things are little and don't seem to be a negotiation. But for those people who really hate it, it's about practicing to find their voice. So that's how I think that people as a starting point can, can get the confidence to start negotiating. And your voice is what? Um, just the the way that you particularly ask for things. Is that right? It can be. It can be just actually asking for it. Even in a family situation, we might not be the one who says, oh, I want to go to movie X. So it's about finding our voice. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's, uh, it's about stepping into it rather than stepping back. So um, the voice is one part of it, but also your preparation. So knowing what's going to happen on the other side. So we never know um, how things will go, but if we actually don't even put the time in to think through how might this go, what might someone say, and then what might I say next, um, that, that will help, again, make the situation feel a bit more normal. Do you mean that thinking through those things can um, give you more courage to ask for it? 
Absolutely. Um, you know, we all get nervous when we when something really matters to us. So if we don't spend the time before we go into the room, then we haven't actually brainstormed or practiced with somebody else. Oh, if they say this, what would I say in you know in response to that? So even when I go into a shop um, that says that they negotiate for cash on the door, I'll often think about, okay, well, if they say, oh, I'm going to ask for X, and if they say yes, no, or maybe, then I'll say, okay, no. Mm, okay, well, thank you very much. You know, I just... I just had to ask. If they say maybe, it's like, okay, well, let's go and have a look. Often those companies have to go to the computer and have a little look at how much margin they have. So, And if they say yes, they go, great, thanks very much. So don't undo. Often what happens is some people will, will dabble a little bit. Um, they'll try uh, They'll try and ask for something and then apologise or recoil and say, oh, sorry, I, you know, because we have this uncomfortable relationship with money often um, so we don't know how to actually ask for something without sort of negotiating with ourselves in, in a sense. Yes, right. I mean, so uh, I think most people's big negotiations in their life, possibly only negotiations, is for a job, a car and a house. Are, are they all the same? I mean, do you, should you approach each of those things the same um, or do you need to be different? Do you need to adapt and change the way you negotiate according to what it is that you're negotiating for? Uh, it's a good question. I think that we negotiate for we negotiate every day and we don't even realise that we're doing it often. So um, our approach to it depends on how big a deal it is. For me, I've you know I've created a four stage process for good negotiations, and for me, it's about um, acceptance is the first stage, and you look at um, okay, am I acceptance actually, acceptance of what acceptance of self actually? So um, if you don't like negotiating, accepting that you will participate in, in a negotiation, actually just telling yourself I'm going to do this. Um, and, then, and those of us who are avoiding a particular negotiation, then we say to ourselves, I'm going to actually do that negotiation today to get it done. Right. That's number one. What's number two? Uh, the prepare phase, which is the most important and the most time-consuming of the phases, stages. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so in prepare, we actually go through the process of thinking th- through what do I want? Um, and if it's something like a pay rise or um, a, bit, a deal, why am I entitled to that? What are the fact points? So um, in the book, I've actually got a cheat sheet. Um that, that helps people through this process. So what are the supporting points that help me build my case so the other person understands my point of view? So in the prepare phase, we do all of this thinking um, and then if they say this, this is what I'll do. And we actually practice it with other people who you know can help us. If they know the person that we're negotiating with, then they can say, well, I, you know, that person's a finance person, so they'll want to know the numbers. Um, that person is a... Um, a details person, so where is the detail that supports that that piece of information there? Number three. Number three, then we go into the actual deal, so um, engaging in the deal. So this is where for for a lot of us it's the most emotional part, the most heightened part and the most stressful part of it, um, but be through the process of prepare then you will actually be calm when you walk into the room because you can take your cheat sheet with you um, and then you can actually put your case forward. So it depends on the situation, whether you're going to lead the negotiation or let the other person lead, lead the negotiations, that's your decision to make and then when it is your time to lay it out, then you actually put your case forward um, and talk about it. So it's so in that, you know, what we're trying to achieve here is understand what you, how you see this deal and how I see this deal. So I'm not a big fan of win-win, but, um, you know, I think the process is to get a f- fair and reasonable outcome from the deal. So if why I... Aren't could, you, uh, why aren't you a fan of win-win? Well, I'm not sure we win. 
So, you know, do I actually come out of it winning? I often have to compromise on what I actually want. If I, if I was to win, to me, it m- might mean that I get everything I want. But if I go in there and, and explain to you why I think it's worth this and you tell me your case and I might actually go, you know what, actually, I'll bend on that point and then actually through a process of seeking fair and reasonable exchange in value rather than a win-win, then actually in the long run, we both get what we want because we get to achieve what we want and we probably need to work together in the future as well. So a win-win can well, I'd call I'd call that a win-win, <laughs> okay. uh, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it is in the long run, but I think it's about our brains and how we can manage the thought of winning and losing. So our brain doesn't really like that. We think if it, the fight or flight response kicks in um, and mm. so our body sort of prepares itself for a fight. And a lot of people think that negotiations are fights. They're not. It's, it's, a, it's a conversation and I need to listen to you. I have to listen a lot more than I talk in a negotiation. How should you conduct yourself in that negoc- in the actual negotiation? I think it depends on your personality and every in a, in a corporate negoci- negotiation, there's often people playing different roles. Um, you know, it could be bad cop, good cop. Um, it could be the person who, you know, from a legal perspective, you know, they have a different view of things and a commercial person. And then, you know, for us, um, you know, the, what the what the media team needs. So everybody has their role to play. So for me, I, for me, I'm always wanting to come away from it thinking, right, if my best friend was sitting next to me or my daughter or my father was sitting next to me, they'd be proud of me. And I, did, I conducted myself in a way that actually was very articulate and calm. And what's number four? Number four is closing. So in Australia, with our laissez-faire attitude, we often will even just go to meetings and come away having not really closed it. So um, once we agree, then be clear about, okay, so what this means is that you're going to do these three things and I'm going to do these five things and we're going to do it by this date and on this time. Um, The other side to a close is when we don't reach an agreement, then how do I conduct myself in that situation? And that's the most stressful. So when I don't get what I want, how do I deal with that? So back to your cheat sheet from the prepare phase. And that's where you write down, if I don't get what I want, I will say these words. And they might be things like, I'm a little bit disappointed um, and possibly emotional at the moment. So can I come back to you on Tuesday and pick up this conversation then? So you get out of that room as fast as possible um, and then make that appointment to come back on Tuesday and pick up the conversation and say, well, where to from here? And you forgot number five, which is to head to the pub for a stiff drink or a champagne. <laughs> That's right. Exactly, Mundo. <laughs> <laughs> And I should actually mention, I, didn't, I don't think I mentioned your book at the start, but you've got a book called I Love Negotiating, uh, but the word love is uh, written over the word hate being crossed out. That's right. And I think that's probably right. Most people hate negotiating, don't they? And what you've done, I think, is uh, told people how to, how to love it. Thanks, Alan. Yes, I, I really, I've heard so many people tell me how much they hate negotiating and I do love it and I think that we can embrace it. Um, again, we haven't been taught it, so why should, how can we love it until we know, you know, how to go through the stages and, and start to, to practice and get really good memories because a lot of us hate it because we've tried it a little bit and had a bad result. So um, through the book, people can, they understand what type of negotiator they are through doing a, a questionnaire um, and then the rest of the book is goes through the four stages and it's colour-coded to their negotiator profile. So no matter how confident you are at the moment, then the book will help you through different a different series of activities that will build your confidence 
confident. So you have new memories and, and great things to draw on to say, oh, no, I've got this. I can actually do this because I tried this um, once in the book and, and now here's a real live new situation um, and I know what to do. Well, thank you very much, Sam. This has been one of the more uh, more useful <laughs> interviews on Talking Business. It's been great talking to you. Thanks. Oh, lovely. Thanks, Alan, so much. I've been talking to Sam Treadles, who's the founder and owner of The Other Side of the Table and the author of I Love Negotiating.